I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz and teach them to say no. Like, holy moly, is this one so important? And as parents, I think we sometimes, maybe whether consciously or not, we sometimes encourage and reinforce compliance because we see that as obedience, right? We see that as good behavior and probably making our lives easier, But in doing so, we have to be careful because we don't want to raise people who are so concerned with pleasing others that they can't stand up for what's right or they can't stand up for themselves. We don't want to raise humans who are afraid to disagree with anyone when disagreeing is what's probably the right thing to do. And the best place for them to practice all of this, to practice being assertive, to practice saying no, to practice pushing back to practice disagreeing respectfully, like as frustrating as it might be for us sometimes, the safest place for them to practice these skills is at home with us. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home. And what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and today is Motherhood Monday. So thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come be with me, hang here on the pod today. For those of you who are new here, an extra welcome to you. 
And on Motherhood Mondays, we always talk about a different value and a different character trait and how we can focus on it in our families over the week ahead. And this week, we're talking all about integrity and how we can teach our kids the importance of living a life of integrity. As I was putting together my notes for today's episode, I came across this Warren Buffett quote, and it's a quote about hiring people. And he says that in looking for people to hire, he looks for three qualities, integrity, intelligence, and energy. Because if the candidate doesn't have the first one, the other two will kill you, he says. And integrity, sometimes we think about it and we think it's just honesty or kindness or something else. But integrity is actually a lot deeper than that. It, it involves every every decision that we make. It's about making the right choice for the right reason. Not because we're going to receive praise, but just because it's the right thing to do. And integrity is when our behavior matches our beliefs, right? It's kind of that alignment. It's that idea of who are we really when no one's watching. And it's our ability to act in ways that are consistent with our values and our beliefs and our moral principles that we claim to hold. And it really impacts our kids in so many different ways. I think living in integrity, it helps them anticipate the consequences of their behavior. It helps them make choices. It helps them make decisions. It forms the basis of their relationships. And it really enables them, I think, to find a certain level of peace that just isn't available when we're living out of integrity. It's really hard to be at peace if we're living out of integrity, right? And you know the saying, like, how we do one thing is how we do everything. I think that's so true with integrity. Like if we or our kids are comfortable living out of integrity in one area of our life, it's probable, probably highly probable that we're also living out of integrity in other areas of our life too. So I put together four things that I think we can do as parents to really help our kids understand the importance of living in integrity and then taking that a step further and actually walking it out. And the first is that we can be clear about our family values. So if integrity is our behavior matching our beliefs, and if integrity is acting consistently with our values, it's really hard for our kids to do that if they don't know what they believe, right? If they don't know what their values are. So it's up to us. It's up to us as their parents to guide them and to shape them as they explore and learn what it is that they value, what it is that they stand for. It's really the foundation for everything they're going to do for their values are going to shape how they think and how they behave and how they treat others and, and how they treat themselves. So it's really our responsibility. Like we've got to be intentional about explaining and teaching important values to them. And I think we can start by asking ourselves what beliefs and what values matter most to us. For some of us, this can be maybe a new exploration into our own identities or a deeper exploration into our own identities. I do a lot of identity work around this with my clients, and you can actually Google lists of values, and you can go through them and identify the ones that matter most to you and to your family, and then you can start to think of ways 
you can explore and teach and instill these values in your kids. And this is how our kids develop a moral code by which they live. And if you're interested in additional resources, uh, make sure you go back and listen to episode nine of the podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's all about writing a family mission statement. And if you've listened to it and you haven't taken the time to actually sit down and go through the worksheet with your family and write your mission statement, Brenda, I would just encourage you now is the time, make it a priority. In the show notes for that episode, episode nine, I've created uh, that worksheet. It's a free resource for you guys, super simple to really help your family just get started in writing your own family mission statement. And what you're going to do is you're going to set your family's values and then put them in a place where you can teach from them and parent from them and everyone can kind of read them and meditate on them regularly. So it's super powerful and helping your kids understand like what your family values are, right? So then they can act in accordance with them which is how they'll live lives of integrity. And then second, we can encourage assertiveness. So if we want to raise kids who can stand up for their beliefs, uh, then we've got to reinforce assertiveness and not necessarily just compliance. I think we can encourage our kids, man, share their opinions, stand up for what's right. And I think we can do that from a pretty early age so they can start to grow the skills that they're going to need when they're older and when they're facing you know, peer pressure and bullying and all of these things that are probably going to, going to come their way. And the truth is that it takes real moral strength and integrity to go against that type of peer pressure and to stick up for what it is they believe in. So we can teach our child these assertiveness skills so they can take the right kind of stand. We can encourage assertiveness in the way they present themselves, right? It's teaching, like look people in the eye. It's teaching about just their body, their posture, right? Standing tall, shoulders back, head up. These are all energetics that can help our kids be assertive when they need to be. And then another really powerful thing we can do is we can teach them to say no. Like, holy moly, is this one so important? And as parents, I think we sometimes, maybe whether consciously or not, we sometimes encourage and reinforce compliance. Because we see that as obedience, right? We see that as good behavior and probably making our lives easier. But in doing so, we have to be careful because we don't want to raise people who are so concerned with pleasing others that they can't stand up for what's right or they can't stand up for themselves. We don't want to raise humans who are afraid to disagree with anyone when disagreeing is what's probably the right thing to do. And the best place for them to practice all of this, to practice being assertive, to practice saying no, to practice pushing back, to practice disagreeing respectfully, like as frustrating as it might be for us sometimes, the safest place for them to practice these skills is at home with us. And another idea for how we can encourage our kids to be assertive is to make it a habit of asking them why. We can ask them to justify their positions and their thoughts and their ideas and uh, their opinions, everything they're coming at us with. I know, especially for those of you who have little ones like I have, it can feel sometimes like our kids are just constantly asking us questions, right? Why, when, where, who, like all day long. 
And we can actually turn the script on them once in a while when they're pretty young, even, I think, and have them think about and have them give reasons for the things they do or the things we're asking them to do, uh, the things they're asking us to do, especially when we're talking about family values. Like in a teaching moment, a coaching moment, a parenting moment, when I'm talking to my kids about whatever it is, right? Taking each other's toys, not calling each other names, like a million things that come up throughout the day that require me to teach. I think I can be intentional about taking that teaching a step further and asking my kids, like, why is it important? Why is it important for us not to just walk up to other people and grab what's out of their hands, right? Why is it important for us to treat others with respect and not call them names? And it's not only really good for their critical thinking skills, but for our kids to be able to think of and then understand the reasons behind why we do or don't do things, it really helps to strengthen their convictions, which I think can really help them to be more assertive in those convictions. And then third, we can model integrity for them. We can model it for them, or we should model it for them. Or if we expect it of them, we've got to model it for them. But now you guys know my little sayings around being an example for our kids, because it's so powerful and it's so important. And that's why I say them so often, but it's just this idea that with parenting more is caught than taught, right? It's like they're watching us and they're learning by what we're doing more than by what we're saying or telling them to do. And the second one is that if we want to see it, we've got to be it. And especially with integrity, our kids are so smart friends. There's no quicker way for us to discourage them uh, than for them to see us, you know, telling them to do something that we're not doing ourselves or for them to see us living out of integrity with anything, because if that's what they're seeing, then uh, really that's hypocrisy, right? Uh, so we can all ask ourselves, you know, if I were the only example my child had to learn integrity, you know, what would they learn if they were watching me today? What would they learn if they were watching me yesterday? If they were watching me this week. You know, am I the same person at home that I am at church on Sundays? Am I the same person driving them to school as I am, you know, when I walk them up to the classroom and say good morning to their teachers? They're watching our actions and they're learning. They're learning from our choices. They're learning from our decisions, our behaviors. They're learning. They hear all the comments, right? And they're constantly evaluating whether what we're doing is matching what we're saying. And friends, like, a lot of this stuff might seem innocuous, but we really have to be truthful with ourselves. And that's really a level of living in integrity with ourselves if we expect our kids to do the same. So, you know, are we lying about their age to get them a cheaper ticket at the movie, right? Or to get them into Disney for free? Are we asking them to withhold information from their dad or their siblings or their grandparents? Like, are we doing more of their homework than we probably should be? Are they overhearing us saying things about people that, you know, we would never say to their face? Like, this is the stuff that's going to catch their attention, especially with our little ones. Our little ones still live in that, like, super concrete, black, white, right, wrong 
paradigm and they don't understand context yet. They don't understand nuance yet. They don't really care why, right? They don't want to hear the justifications. They just notice what we did. And if what they're noticing isn't matching up with what they're being taught or what's being expected of them, uh, that's really confusing. And another thing I think we can keep in mind as parents is just being intentional and mindful of how uh, we might convey whether we value integrity over other things or not. So maybe it's, you know, integrity versus success or integrity versus winning or integrity versus getting good grades or achievement. Like if we truly value integrity, we're going to care more about our kids not shaving strokes in their golf game than we do about their score. If we truly value integrity, we're going to want our kids to make the honest call, even if it costs them, right? If we truly value integrity, we're not going to be doing our kids' homework or writing their essays or doing whatever last minute stuff they're asking us or scrambling for us to do, even though they're going to have to face some tough consequences or maybe risk a poor grade. And listen, like none of us are perfect and we don't have to be giving you full permission to not expect that of yourself, right? Our kids do not need perfect parents. And a big part of living in integrity is really just being honest when we've messed up and apologizing, honest with our kids, honest with ourselves. And I think these can be really beautiful teaching moments, really powerful teaching moments with our kids too. So if maybe you have some sort of paradigm or mindset around not being able to correct or coach or teach or parent your kids around things that you've also made mistakes with uh, or things that they've seen you do that are maybe out of integrity, now's the time to shift that. None of us is perfect, but all of us as parents have a responsibility to teach our kids and to hold our kids accountable for the things they do and the choices that they make. So yeah, we've all got our own shortcomings, but my friends, don't let that get in the way of your responsibility to parent and coach and teach. All right, so we talked about a few ways we can help our kids form a sense of identity. And I think that at the end of the day, really the best ways to do so are also just those ways that teach them to respect themselves and their interests uh, while building just these healthy character traits that are really in alignment with the way that they want to live their lives. Amen. Okay. So it's Monday and you know, at the end of every motherhood Monday, we always end with a prayer over our children for the week ahead. So if you would, why don't you join me in prayer? God, we thank you for the amazing gift of our children. We pray integrity over them today, Lord. We want the fruits of integrity for them. We want them to live lives of peace and alignment and truth and kindness and love. Your word, God, it tells us that whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths, they're going to be found out. So just give us wisdom, God, as we teach as we coach our children to make good choices, we want to bring them up in the way they should go. So help us to lay a strong foundation. Give us clarity, God, on the integrity you expect 
from us and how we can model it for our kids. And for the moments that both us and our kids have been out of integrity, we just ask for your forgiveness, Lord. We want better. We want to do better. We want to be better. So just fill our hearts, fill our minds with your truth, God. Guide us gently. We ask that you help our children do the right thing when no one's watching. And not for recognition, not for award, but simply because it's right and because they want to live lives of obedience. So help them to discover what they believe in, what they stand for, and then give them the courage to walk it out. Let them live, God, in alignment with your will for them. Let them honor you in everything that they do. And when they're tempted to be out of integrity, God, if they're tempted to lie or to gossip or to bend the rules or to disobey, I just pray that you remind them that all of their choices, all of their actions, that it all has consequences that reach far beyond themselves. So keep them humble, God. Let them know your love for them, that they might come to you for forgiveness when they mess up. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness, even when we're not faithful. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We love you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you love Mommy's Polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.